You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Hi, this is episode number 100 of FPEA Connects, and I just want to welcome you to join me for a few minutes while we talk about rhythm and how the way that we think about rhythm really does have an impact on our lives. Um, But before we get started, I just want to take a minute to introduce myself for people who may be new to our FPA podcast and Sharon, who is my um, cohort here in crime. (laughs) We are, I am Suzanne Nunn and FPA is our state homeschool organization that um, allows us to bring this podcast to you. And so if you're new to homeschooling, if you're new to the state of Florida and homeschooling, FPEA is your state homeschool organization, and we can certainly get you connected to everything you need to know about homeschooling legally in Florida. And then also um, just good resources for you to help you in your everyday homeschooling journey. And I've had the privilege of serving as chairman of the board for about seven years and director of events for the past few years. And then Sharon is here with me. She is our director of member services and our office manager. Uh, We call her the FPEA guru. (laughs) (laughs) So hi, Sharon. Hi. Want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background with homeschooling some and how you're connected to that. I know you are a homeschooling mom, not all the way through like some people. I didn't homeschool all of my kids all the way through. But you have years of experience with FPEA and helping homeschool families. Yeah, I've been with FPA for 12 years now, and um, I did homeschool my daughter, and so, but I am now the mother of adult children only, but still connected with the homeschooling community, obviously, because I work here, and I have a passion for homeschooling as well, and we just hope to be able to um, help people along this journey as they are starting out. Absolutely, and I am homeschooling. My last, I didn't homeschool all five of my children, but four of them, the two older ones from about eighth grade on, and then my two younger from the beginning to the one has finished, is in college, and the other one is finishing high school in the next couple of years, but we won't rush that. <laughs> so, but anyhow, um, so we're here and we spend um, our time on our podcast talking about things that will help you to homeschool um, more confidently. I think things that will help encourage you. Sometimes we give resources and other times we talk about topics that just impact our family Mm -hmm. and our home life because, you know, homeschooling is not just about the education of our children. It's about so much more. And uh, we recognize that. So today we're talking about rhythm in our homeschool, a rhythm in our life in general. Mm-hmm. So I know I love putting Sharon on the spot and asking these <laughs> questions. What, what is a rhythm to you? Is it a, a rhythm versus a schedule? Because you hear these words and some people are like, you know, yeah, that's just your routine or just your schedule. Mm-hmm. But when you hear those, what's the difference in a rhythm and a schedule to you? To me, a rhythm uh generates the idea of the flow of my day or the natural progression or the sequences of the things I'm going through my day, as opposed to a schedule is a, I guess I could compare to a checklist of items. There you go. (laughs) So the rhythm, the idea of rhythm to me seems more organic and seems more like flowing with my natural 
state of being. Yeah. That sounded like, very existential, didn't it? <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> no, but, you know, I like the organic part because I do think that there's so much of it that is organic in nature, whereas to me, a schedule is something that is created, right? Right. A schedule is something that you can change all the time because it depends on events or things, like you said, that you right. have to check off the list. And that could be activities. It doesn't sure. mean they're bad things, but it's right. just things that you're doing. And so your schedule sometimes, you know, flips places with like your rhythm and takes over. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we're talking about rhythm, that we want to encourage you to have the rhythm that's like the foundation of your days and your home. And then the schedule, even though it changes, can fit into that rhythm well, you know, and so. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we definitely work on our schedule. We work on um, things that impact our lives from time to time. But sometimes that schedule is so stressful, right? Like, I mean, and my kids, like I said, they're older. You've had older kids too. Mm -hmm. But even when they were young, and it was going from this play practice to this sporting event to this whatever, it was like everything was busy mm-hmm. all the time if I let it be that way, you know? Yeah. It so it would dictate busy. everything, how we ate, where we picked up dinner, you know, all of these yeah, things. Yeah, and it can be super overwhelming if it runs away from you. And... Exactly. So I think the reason we're trying to talk about rhythm and encouraging that is because it brings a certain level of you know, stability and comfort and calm to your home um, if you work the right way. So, you know, when you and I were talking about this to begin with, one of the things that I said to you is I feel like people, you know, you and I could have the same schedule for a week because we're going to be at the same places or doing the same things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not necessarily unique, but I think our rhythm is decidedly unique because it is so. something that fits our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and individuals And personalities, like whether exactly. you're like, yeah, that I think personality drives your rhythm for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's back up just a little bit and talk about how we normally like ways that we would normally talk about rhythm, uh, because sometimes, you know, we hit words that are different and have kind of trends, I think, you know, and some people would listen to us and say, well, you're just talking about your routine or how you do your day or whatever, but I think rhythm gives me more a deeper feeling than just routine, um, than just your schedule. And that's why I like the word so much, because normally when we talk about rhythm, we're talking about things that mean something like a heartbeat, mm-hmm. right? You definitely mm-hmm. find rhythm in our bodies. We have a breathing rhythm. We have a heartbeat. And there's a lot of steadiness. In that, you know, mm-hmm. we depend on, I mean, if, if that doesn't work, if that rhythm doesn't work, we've got issues, right? Like, right. <laughs> so it's important. It's foundational. And when you stop and you're intentional about, you know, breathing and you're intentional about listening to your, you know, your heartbeat, that brings a lot of calm to your presence mm-hmm. and, and it will calm you down, you know? So understanding that when you're taking all of that in, that rhythm impacts your whole being. It impacts your mm-hmm. ability to calm. It impacts your ability to be excited, you know, whatever it is. So that's one way that we like functionally talk about rhythms. Mm-hmm. The other is music, right? We've both been involved in music mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know how important, you know, the rhythm is. 
Yeah. Um, and a song and a piece of music. And it's more than just like, you know, a steady tempo, though. I like to look at a piece of music as something that flows, something yes. that has the music dances all around the tempo, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it has transitions, it has excitement, it can be peppy and upbeat, it can be slow. There's so many things. And it's the same thing, I think, with the rhythm of our life and our home. It doesn't have to be one steady tempo always, but that rhythm allows a lot of place for things to play and build and become a beautiful composition that you like, you know? I think for sure if your rhythm is going forward, your schedule will just naturally fall into it and it works. Yeah. And when it doesn't, I think of like the saying of people saying, you know, oh, you threw me off my groove, or I'm, I've been thrown off my groove, I think that applies to your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Because when your rhythm is right, you're in your groove. <laughs> right. And, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, you think about the background noise, right? Mm-hmm. That a lot of people have background noise that they depend on. Some people, it's just like quite noise, like a fan mm-hmm. going or whatever. But a lot of people use music as... You know, they play music while they're cleaning. They play music while their kids are, you know, doing game time or whatever. And, you know, we use that music sometimes that has words that are encouraging or inspiring or upbeat, you know. And we also use music that affects you in some way or another. You know, classical music to make it peaceful and calm or Peppy music to get you get motivated you on the and treadmill. Exactly. <laughs> Not going to do well on the treadmill without the music. No. Yeah. So we use that background noise to keep us going too. And I think that that essentially when you break it down, a lot of that background noise falls into a rhythm, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so rhythm is, is really important, I think, to provide stability to our days and, um, you know, use things that we can depend on, um, to bring a steady flow. Predictability, too. There's Yeah, there's predictability. And when you have that, there's a certain level of trust mm-hmm. and things that are built. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, definitely looking at this, you know, with music, and I think that this is the, the case about rhythm, because we're going to talk in a second about this. You know, does every home have a rhythm? And knowing that it does, whether it's, good or bad, right? That the rhythm, just like a piece of music that's playing in the background, we actually can stop and start that so that it is effective and it's what we want. So you can be creative about this, Mm -hmm. you know? So that question, does every home have a rhythm? Mm -hmm. And I think every person in the home has their own rhythm and it plays like a piece of music music's a very good metaphor here (laughs) music is a great metaphor um but yeah every home has a rhythm now i Mm -hmm. think that the thing that we would argue or that people might say in response to that is no my home's like chaos or my schedule maybe that is your rhythm that's your rhythm (laughs) so it that's the you know kind of the whole thing about thinking about it and trying to be creative with what actually works like studying your family and studying your household And seeing what will work for your family is important. And I know, you know, one of the things that's always been kind of not hard for me to communicate, but a question that I always get and I always think people probably look at me a little bit funny when I answer is, you know, people will say, well, what kind of schedule do you have for homeschool, for your homeschool? 
and that's when they're new to homeschooling and start. And I just kind of have to step back from it and say, well, yeah, because we really typically don't let a schedule dictate what mm-hmm. we do. It is more of a rhythm. It's more of a flow. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for years. And, you know, some people are very strict schedule keepers. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to communicate that sometimes. Yeah. But that's why I want us to break it down a little bit. Because I think that more and more people are recognizing that the rhythm of the home and the rhythm of your family really makes a difference to how you functionally work together. So we, we've determined, yes, every home has a rhythm. If it's chaos, you're usually not happy with that, and it's right. usually stressful. Right. If it's a stringent schedule, that can be overwhelming, especially to the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you may functionally do okay with it. Right. But it can be overwhelming to kids. Um, sometimes there's no schedule. And because there's no consistency in what you're doing, you know, every day that your kids can depend on, it's still stressful because they don't know what to do with themselves. And, you know, so for us, when we had that, you know, where I say no schedule, like what's right, a strict strict schedule or no schedule, but it was more about, we didn't have a time, like we didn't wake up at eight o'clock, have breakfast at eight 15 and start school at eight 45. We didn't have it so stringent of a schedule but we did get up every morning, mm-hmm. put your clothes on, you right. know, make up your bed. Let's go have breakfast and then we will have devotions together or read a book together, you know. So there was a certain thing that was you could depend on it. After lunch, especially when they're young, we're going to lay down and take a nap. Okay, if you don't want a nap, read a book, look at a picture book, you know, whatever. So there was a certain type of rhythm and schedule, even though there was no real strict schedule right. time-wise. Um, so that's kind of where I want to move, you know, and talk about being intentional about creating this rhythm. And in order to do that, if you're looking at your situation at home and you're like, I need to get past the chaos or I need to get something so I don't feel like my you know, head is spinning at the end of every mm-hmm. day, then what are the questions you need to ask yourself? to help you along, to kind of help you figure that out. And what do you need to effectively do to establish this rhythm that you do want in your home? So talking about what's important to you as you begin to think about your days, like what, what is your suggestion to say, here's the first thing you need to think about in your day that's important and may impact how you establish this rhythm? To me, I would look at what your priorities are. Or what your current goals or wishes you have. Like, what is your desired end of the day? What do you want your day to have been? You know, mm-hmm. for, for each family, that's going to be a little different. Some people right. may care more about what happened spiritually. Some people may care more about what happened academically or whatever. Right. Or not even those types of things or ideas. But just what do you want the end goal to be? Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen to make that happen maybe that's removing things from your life or you know whatever or adding adding. absolutely I you know when I break it down there's things that I knew at the end of the day like were important to my kids right and that were important to me like my kids were snuggle time people like Mm -hmm. if you didn't have a time either before bed or when you got up in the morning that was just cuddle let's talk let's just laugh let you know do whatever So there was kind of that routine for us of, you know, at night before bed, you can, you can come and we'll sit and we'll read a book and it'll just be for pure 
enjoyment and time mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. you know? So that was important for my kids. And for me, it was a time where we were together and talking because even when they were very small, I knew that when they grew up and got older into their teenage years and beyond, that I wanted them to talk to me, right? So for me, the goal was time together mm-hmm. and in conversation. Mm-hmm. And to them, at those ages, it was snuggling and cuddling. Touch. Yeah. Yeah. So, but over time, now that I have kids who are all older and high school and beyond, it is relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, I didn't look at all of it then and dissect right. it. But now I can look back and say, those are the things right. that created relationships. So, mm-hmm. for me, in establishing that rhythm, time for relationship. Mm-hmm. Time to build that relationship. Right. For some people, that's working together in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it's doing gardening together, you know. Mm-hmm. For people who have homes where you live on a farm or a ranch and you have to work it together, the family is working it together, and then it's important to have that time, but it's also probably important to have just the playtime, just the downtime, you know, mm-hmm. so that you have a balance and, and those things you know, or playing together, but those are the foundational things. You've worked together, you've played together, you've spent time together and built relationship. And, you know, for us to having a meal together, mm-hmm. I know you grew up in a home where that was every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And so did I. A schedule that has you going from place to place to place, that can impede the having a meal together. So if it's really important for you to do that, And part of the rhythm of your day needs to be making preparations to have that meal, you know, whether it's a crock pot, whether it's this is the day in our kitchen to food prep for the week, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can have that in your day. Right. And the kids are a part of that. Your family is a part of that. And everybody's, you know, taking part. Um, Also, creating together is really important. You know, having like imagination and creativity and for little kids, that's extremely different than what it might be for older kids but you know as my kids grew from just painting random pictures on little canvases <laughs> to drawing to then writing or you know creating music or playing music right. the different things that they've done those were just things that as their interests changed we always just kind of still became very involved in what they're doing with their minds and right. their creativity because right. that brings a lot to your family yeah you know, um, I guess the other question is what is foundational and something that you want to always be there. Right. You know, yeah. for, for us, <clears throat> I know it would be attending church as a family every right. week. That's part of our, you know, natural rhythm. If you remove that, then it doesn't feel right. Right. You know? And I think that is a big key of what you just, two things you said, if it doesn't feel right or natural, I think mm-hmm. your rhythm is definitely, there's. Definitely a place where your rhythm will feel natural and not forced or stressful. The ultimate goal being finding a rhythm where you can accomplish all your wants and desires without, with as minimal stress as possible, then you've hit the mark. Like you've hit the center of the bullseye and you found your rhythm. Yep. And that probably evolves as your family evolves. Well, it does. And I think that those, when we talk about something like going the church every week together or having meals together every day. Those are foundational things. Right. But there are things that even, even within your rhythm, your natural flow um, have to be flexible 
because your kids do change yeah. as they grow. They might be interested in You might in have a season something. Yeah. of loss in your family or something that just throws it off that you can't control mm-hmm. at all. And sometimes just accepting that your rhythm got off and just you're surviving or you're coping or whatever. And then right. you just get back to your rhythm. It might be a new rhythm or it might be an altered rhythm. But there's nothing that feels better than coming back to it. Right. And that's when you there's know that it was There's safety and control in that. <laughs> well, and I think, too, um, it's just the connection that mm-hmm. you have in that right. rhythm. And, you know, we did have loss in my family this year. And I was away from my kids more than normal. And I didn't realize until I got back home to where they were and we had our meals together and it was just, mm-hmm. it was just us. Right. Or we played a board game with just the four of us or we went on a trip with just the four of us. It, it didn't hit me how much I missed it and how right, right it felt to be doing what right. we had done. Right. You know? And so it is. It's a, a certain level of stability in it and it's a certain longing that you have for it and you may not even recognize it until you're back in it right you know um so keeping like all of those things in mind I think that you know there would be a question of a lot of people about how do you change your rhythm because I think it's not uncommon for us to have unintended rhythms and like we said either dictated by chaos or distractions or schedules or you know, jobs. Unexpected I mean, events. Unexpected <laughs> events, yeah. COVID. Yeah, all of these Just all of different these elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, the way that you have to approach changing it is after you've answered some of these questions. Right. You know, uh, implementing the, the must-haves and deleting the things that are right. causing it not to happen and... And seeing how it fits. Sometimes, I will say it's harder, maybe sometimes when you have older kids, you know, middle and high school age. But here's the other thing that I will say. If you have to make some adjustments or some change because of those things, um, I think that it's easy for them to also recognize very quickly how much they love the rhythm, you know, Mm -hmm. and how much they love this comfort zone that your family is in because your rhythm of your family will fit your personality of your family. Right. So you're going to feel at home. You're going to feel right. like this is what we do, you know? And that can be um, also, I think, when you're when you're looking to create this rhythm and when you're looking to think about it, I think there has to be some deliberation and some slowness to it. Mm-hmm. Because when we are doing that, um, rhythm takes, takes time and intention and connection so if you're needing to connect with your family you're going to have to take time to sit down with your family and say what like this isn't working this crazy schedule isn't working so what are we going to do you know to Mm -hmm. make this flow better right Right. what are we going to do what do you need what do I need so time together and then I think that we're beings that are complex and I think that we connect to things outside you know in nature we connect to things that we connect to people we connect to, you know, work. We connect to so many things. Mm-hmm. Find out what that is, you know. Right. And I think that we have a lot of joy sometimes that we miss. That we just didn't even think about doing this thing. Right. Because we didn't sit down and talk about it. And right. for us, a couple of years ago, 2020, it was starting to really intentionally start to kind of use gardening as a way to connect with 
being outdoors again and not being cooped up and and it's bled over now you know into a whole um facet of our lives right and so that was different but it was good and everybody in the family participates and everybody enjoys it right and so you know you wouldn't have thought about it so I think you just have to be slow and add these things in but always being thoughtful and intentional about how can this flow better and how can it work you know for our family um but I see, you know, I'm always like when you're having conversations too, I know I have some people in my life that are a little bit younger and sometimes I think we don't have time for this. You know, I don't know how to do this. I'm frustrated with this or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits? Like, how do you explain to somebody why this is important? What are the benefits of the rhythm? What are the benefits to your life of taking the time to be intentional about establishing that or changing that or being aware of it you know just being aware of how it's functioning in your home what's the benefits you know that that you would say like well I think you're not going to find peace as a family unit until you really kind of settle into your rhythm and it's kind of like you just said like it's like going home Mm -hmm. that there's definitely a peace to your own rhythm because I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's kind of like everything's in the right place. Right. It's everything's where it's supposed to be and nothing's it's itching dependable. you in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's a dependable, it's a level of trust. Yeah. There's definitely comfort and peace in it. Yeah. It just flows. Yeah. And you know, when you can, you know, depend on something happening, you know, when it stops happening, it causes a distraction or a disturbance and things. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when it happens, so if you have established a rhythm, for instance, even if you move to a new home or there's a job change and you move to a new town, if the rhythm exists in your home, you're still, there's familiarity and and there's, yeah, and there's that connection to your family that's most important, you know, and the relationship. So I think one of the benefits definitely is relationship Mm -hmm. because, relationships in our home can certainly be thrown off by all of the outside things that we do sometimes that we throw into the mix. Um, And I I do think, I think it builds trust in, in the, I don't want to say the routine. It builds trust in the the relationships in the household so that you can know you can depend on, you know, mom's going to take care of me. Dad's going to provide for us, even if it's in a different place. You know, but you know what people do and you know what they're going to bring to the table. Um, One of the most important things that I think, though, that I see happening is when you establish some of these things. And I can see this because I have kids who've grown on and out. um, When you see things that you did to establish a rhythm in your household, Uh when you see it replicated. Yeah. Because they're like, this was good. Right. And this is what we want, you know, and this is something that we kind of can carry over into the next thing. It really is who your family is. Right. And I think that that's important and that that's one of the biggest benefits is just to see that not only are you creating this rhythm for your family that is in your home living with you right now, but even the generations, you know, to come. Right. That it becomes almost a legacy of this, you know, lifestyle that you've created. Um, So... I just want to encourage everybody that might be listening to our podcast today to just think about the rhythm and think about how it can be implemented maybe differently in your home. How as we're looking to starting a new, you know, upcoming homeschool year 
if you had struggles and were frustrated and never felt like you were getting things done, maybe this is a good time to step back and like reflect and say, is the rhythm of our home impacting how I felt about those things? What can I do different? How can our family sit down and talk about what rhythm is going to work for us? And, you know, and, and I say that because I do have older people in my house, but you know, you can get input from younger kids and they will speak and say things to you that may not be as connected and put together as what we're saying, but they'll tell you what they need. Right. You know, they'll express those things. And I think that, you know, it will give you a, a sense of steadiness and, you know, kind of just the anticipation for seeing how well it'll go if you need to make the change. And if your rhythm is good and the flow is good, then just keep doing it. Right. Just keep going, you know? Yeah. Establish something well. Got any other thoughts? No, I just uh, think that everyone's going to um, take, take a deep breath and let the rhythm go. <laughs> take a deep breath. Yeah. I definitely um, look forward to hearing some responses. We usually get some responses back and feedback from people about how things go for them, right? Yeah. Um, if you're looking to get more input, looking to get more help or resources, contact FPEA. You can connect with us um, at FPA.com is our website. And if they're if you're new to homeschooling or you just need help homeschooling in Florida, we are the original homeschool organization in the state of Florida since 1984. And we can certainly help you get started with homeschooling legally in Florida. But more importantly, just connecting you with resources to help you with these types of things in your everyday homeschooling life or just in life in general and um, you can find us on Instagram Facebook Twitter Pinterest all kinds of tips and activities so stay connected with us and we look forward to joining um, again next time FPA Connects thank you for joining us today We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.